Lou, thanks for joining us today. I want to start off by um, maybe just reflecting for a minute on the sad news we heard about uh, your friend Joey Winters from Long Island, boxing manager. Uh, really nice guy. We met him when he came over to Dublin with you guys when he signed Joe Ward. Um, it must have come as a terrible shock to hear that he he died of COVID in general. I mean, it was it, it was an incredible shock, and and um, and I had talked to to Joe. I guess when I mean, he hadn't even told people he was really he was sick, and I guess he uh, he was hospitalized with COVID right around Christmas time, and then got you know got dramatically sicker on New Year's Day. But this was like a healthy guy, like a healthy guy in good shape. You know, trained a couple of times a week and and played golf three times a week and. Um, hardworking guy, but a good family guy, a real, like he was a big philanthropist, Joe, his son had autism and, and Joe was one of the most generous people in America with respect to giving to autism, um, charities and establishing, you know, halfway houses and, 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 um, I was halfway houses, but, but, but residences and, and, and programs for autistic adults. Um, you know, he, he just was a good human being. Um, I was shocked, you know, and, and, uh, and Joe, look, Joe, Joe's had a lot of bumps in a very, you know, between turning pro and your blow your knee blowing out in your pro debut and, yeah. and being in a state that made that a loss. Um, and then when you're planning to come back there, a, a pandemic hits the world and closes down boxing. Um, you know, we had to send Joe to Mexico, honestly, just to get him in a ring and to get, him feeling that he's a pro fighter, you know, we had to get, you know, we, we sent him to Mexico cause that's where COVID allowed us to travel. And he fought a couple of quick fights over there. Um, you know, but we would, you know, Joe Winters and Adam Glenn and myself had sat down to discuss strategy for Joe right before the holidays. Joe Winters was so like focused on the future, you know, yeah. what he was going to do in boxing, how much, you know, look, Joey was very Irish. I mean, his parents were from the old, he, a lot of his relatives are in Ireland. I mean, you know, Joe was a real Irishman and, and, and he wanted to make a mark in boxing. It was going to be his next, you know, he, he was an incredibly successful businessman, but he was mm. at the point in his career that he could make time for other things. And he was really planning on it. And I think he would have been a major positive force in Irish boxing. I actually believe that. And, and, and maybe they still will because I, his son, I spoke to, to Joey's son, um, uh, Patrick, and, 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 he, and he said that they, you know, the family really wanted to continue their vision for Joe Ward and, and to continue to, uh, to take a look at doing things in Irish boxing. So, uh, I'm, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm hopeful for, for the future. You know, in honor of Joey, we're going to do all the right things for Joe Ward. And, and right now, in fact, I had conversations today with, with Delgado, the guy that Joe fought in his pro debut, it's interesting. Delgado got the win against Joe when Joe's knee blew out, and then he went out and beat an undefeated prospect after that to establish himself as a prospect. And uh, and I spoke to Delgado's um, manager today about potentially setting up a rematch with Joe for March. So, okay. um, you know, that's it's not done. I have to, I have I have to make the fight and then place it. But um, if I can make the fight, I'll, I'll be able to place it. Um, it'd be nice to do it in March. It'd be perfect timing, I think, for Joe. And and, and probably, hopefully by March, the travel will be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully get over. And how's the future looking in the next couple of months for New York boxing, Brooklyn boxing, or, or anywhere else on the East Coast? Uh, we won't have it. Not in the next couple of months, though. No. 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 Um, 
I mean, honestly, I'm crossing my fingers for June. And the way people are talking, they're thinking it might be more like the fall. Okay. Um, which is horrible. I mean, it's a horrible scenario. I mean, I'm gonna, I, I, I will certainly have to figure out a way to do a couple of shows before then. And, um, and um, you know, I mean, hoping to get a show back show, which is in a bubble. And, and that's, that is in Mohegan Sun. But you can, see, I can't go and promote a show, but when Showtime has an existing bubble, uh, a deal with the Mohegan Sun. So uh, a Showbox date, I mean, it might be, frankly, that Joe's fight could, could be on Showbox too. Okay. Um, and, you know, so we'll see. Very good, very good. Um, Lou, I want to speak to you today. First, first up, I want to talk about... Um, a fight that you promoted, one of the great nights of Irish boxing history. It's the night in um, your home, to, your home borough of Brooklyn, when Carl Frampton beat Louis, uh, beat Leo Santa Cruz to become WBA featherweight champion. Uh, Frampton had already held a couple of titles at super bantamweight, but he crossed over. He crossed over to the US and became a featherweight champion as well. One of the great fights of 2016. It didn't win fight of the year, I don't think, but it was an amazing. Uh, it was an amazing night. And you ended up promoting it. How how was it that you ended up being the in the chair? Well, at that point in time, I was promoting most of the events for PBC at the Barclay Center. Mm-hmm. You know, because my company is a New York company. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and uh, for about I don't know, almost five years, I, I promoted or co-promoted uh, the majority of fights at the Barclay Center. So that was that was one of those fights that I promoted. Um, you know, it was it was. An amazing, memorable night. Terrific, terrific fight. And a great performance by Carl Frampton. And there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of Irish people in the room. It, it, it was, uh, it, it was a great night. Yeah. Um, Frampton, I suppose, b- before that, uh you'd be quite friendly with Barry McGuigan. So he'd been in your ear telling you about this kid from Ireland or this kid from Belfast. Oh, I already, you know, yeah. yeah. First of all, I've been following Carl for a long time. I mean, I'm a big, I've been a big, Frampton fan. Hey, look, I Barry and I have always had a good relationship so for years. So I uh, I've always taken a, a look at fighters he's worked with when they were very young. But so I was aware of Carl and I'd heard from him from Barry when Carl was like literally had just turned pro. Uh, you know, li- you know that, that was almost how early, mm-hmm. um, or maybe he was a few f- fights into his career. But uh, you know, I, I followed his career. I always thought he was a terrific talent and. Um, and then, you know, every time he was tested, he rose to the test. And uh, you know, I knew that was going to be a great fight. And I sort of fancied Carl going in. Um, and, uh, well, you know, it didn't shock me. He was a true. And, you know, when is Leo, when, when is Leo Santa Cruz ever in a bad fight? No. I mean, that guy is also an animal. I mean, Leo, yeah. you know, it doesn't surprise me that he rumbled until he got knocked out with Javante Davis. I mean, I knew he was going to get knocked out because he was just too small. Yeah. But Leo Santa Cruz is going to give anyone a fight. If you moved him up the middleweight, he'd fight somebody. I mean, the kid's a warrior. And and that was really, a, you know, a very high-level boxing match between two warriors. Yeah, um, absolutely. So Frampton, Frampton won out on the night. He won um, a majority decision. One, one, uh, one judge had it a draw, but Frampton got the cards on 116, 112, 117, 111. It looked in, in the early rounds like Frampton might be able to get a knockout that night. He rocked Santa Cruz, put him back to the ropes. But Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but Santa Cruz is a tough customer, you know? Yeah. And I thought, uh, I, I thought Carl won, but I thought it was fairly close. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was a wide, wide fight, but 
But I thought it was clear that Carl had won. And I think he particularly, as you noted, he asserted himself early in the fight. Do you do you recall um, was the, was the place? I don't think the place was full. It was it was unfortunate timing because it took place during the Euro, European Championships, and Northern Ireland were at the uh, European Championships in France, and that's where the bulk of Frampton's travelling support uh, come from. And even the Republic of Ireland were there as well. So Frampton probably missed out on maybe an extra thousand or two thousand travelling fans. But at the same time, remember the uh, the atmosphere just from watching on TV was inc- was incredible, and the place was full of Irish people, like you said. Well, look, I mean, I, I think I don't remember the exact attendance, but like, you know, we didn't fill the Barclays Center, but I don't think yeah. anyone thought we would, um, you know, but there were I don't remember how many people, but there were certainly well in excess of 10,000 people there and they were going crazy. And and the other thing, too, Barclays Center crowds are hardcore boxing fans and knowledgeable boxing fans and people that are passionate about boxing. Um, it's similar to the crowds you get at the garden, you know, where, where when you get the big level of event, you get real fans that are there. So those 10,000 people there knew what they were watching, you know, and Brooklyn's Brooklyn's become pretty passionate about boxing. After the fight, I think Lou, you, you made a comment to the media. You said it was the, Frampton was the best, I think, Irish fighter you'd seen then in person at the time. And you'd seen quite a lot. So I suppose that shows how highly you rated him. He didn't, he fought, he rematched uh, Leo Santa Cruz in Las Vegas, but he didn't ever fight again on the U.S. East Coast, and that's a that's a pity, isn't it? Because he had the he had the uh, after a fight like that, Santa Cruz won. He had the appeal to return there, didn't he? To to go again to the Barclays, back to New York, back to New York, and really bring in crowds there. Well, you know, maybe if he beats our homeboy Jamel Herring, he can consider taking a trip east. I can give maybe Bob a call and tell him about that, but. Uh, you know, I look. I, I you know, there's a, there's a great fan base for great Irish fighters in the you know east northeast little corridor, you know, from Boston to New York, and uh, and I would certainly like to see Carl here again. And obviously, you know how highly I rate him. I, that's pretty clear. Um, I do think he. And look, I've worked with some great Irish fighters. One of a guy that I'd put right there. And by the way, almost like a dream fight, if you wanted to go back and put a fight between fighters from different eras who wouldn't want to see um, the pocket rocket and, uh, you know, oh, yeah. Carl Frampton. Absolute yeah. war that would have been, yeah. Who would you pick to win that one? Don't don't make me do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I pick, you know what? I, 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 Frampton would understand this. I'm not picking against Wayne yeah, you know, who, can? who can? Who can? I'm not picking against um, oh, you, you mentioned Jamel Herring. Uh, Frampton fights him in February to become a. By the way, Jamel's a great, great guy. I mean, that's a fight between two two fighters I really fancy as people. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like that fight a lot. Like, I think you know, I, Jamel's from Long Island. I'm, you mm. know, so he's, he literally is my homie, um, and, and a marine, and just a terrific guy, a, a humble guy, and and a guy that really faced adversity early in his career and then became a champion and, and has gotten better every fight as a champion. So like, I, I actually think that, I mean, I love that matchup. That's a terrific fight. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, uh, I, I, I think particularly in Europe, um, I give an edge to Frampton and I, and I give an edge to Frampton also because I think he's a great fighter and he's proven more so far than Jamel had. But, yeah. um, if I woke up, the next day or I'm sitting there having uh, Guinness 20 minutes after the fight and, and Herring won, I'm not going to be shocked. 
No, you absolutely know, I think not it's like that, that kind of fight. It's a good fight. Real good fight. Do you think Frampton fulfilled his promise at the time in 2016? He was Ring, Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year, ESPN Fighter of the Year, moving into the pound for pounds. But he, I guess he hasn't been a champion since he um, lost his title to Santa Cruz in the rematch. I mean, look, I, I think he's a great fighter. I, I'm a big fan. But do I think this fight is important for his legacy? Yeah, I think this fight's very important for his legacy. Yeah. Like this fight with, with Herring, um, if he gets this belt, um, I mean, I think he completely cements the Hall of Fame career. You think? You know, yeah, I think if he wins this belt and gets this kind of win under his, his you know, on his resume, um, that's already a quality, terrific boxing career kind of resume of a top A-level fighter. I mean, if he beats Herring, I think he's he's at the stage where you have to think he's very likely as to be a future Hall of Famer. Wouldn't yeah. you think so? What would your opinion be? Um. Well, I see the ballot every year. I, I don't. I'm not a vote. I'm not an elector. But the ballot is is always extremely strong. You see a lot of really tremendous fighters don't get yeah. on. That I would have thought as they were boxing had Hall of Fame careers. Um, so I suppose it's up for debate. It depends who he's up against. But of the cur- of the current crop who are going to be retiring in was it three years time now? It's down from three. It's down from five to three. Is it? Well, I don't think I don't think Carl is going to retire if he beats Shamel Herring. Do you? Possibly. Yeah. I wouldn't really? be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But then again, he had that split with Barry McGuigan. He's looking at maybe, does he need to make money? I don't know. The terms that are um, agreement has been kept confidential. I don't know if he needs money. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But I, I, I've got the sense from the last couple of years that he's been obviously edging towards retirement. He speaks of legacy now rather than, you know, future. Go- well, look, many- I mean, if, he was, it, if, you, if you're speaking about legacy and you want to retire, you know, winning a world belt against a legitimate guy, you know, and an internationally significant bout wouldn't be the worst note to retire on if that's what he wanted to do. And if he and if he beat Herring, frankly, and he retired on that note um, at some point when he's younger than I am right now, he'll be a Hall of Famer. I mean, way younger than I am right now. He'll, I mean, I don't think he you know, I'm not saying necessarily I think there's so much competition for a fighter. It's very difficult to to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's a little yeah. easier if you're a promoter or someone else. But <laughs> for a fighter, when you look at who's on those ballots, it's much more difficult. But, but um, you know, he beats Jamel Herring and he retires. Carl Frampton's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, it must have been a great buzz for yourself to get the nod in 2020. Unfortunately, the uh, the year was a bit different. I don't think you guys were able to gather a can of soda as you might have done previously. No, I haven't had an induction yet. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure that the 2021 induction is going to be in June. Um, I'm hoping it'll be this year, no matter what, but, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have to move it, uh, to the fall. Um, cause you know, things are still not back to normal. Um, Hey, look, you know, I mean, I've loved boxing since I was a little kid. I mean, did I ever in a million years think I'd be a first ballot hall of famer? No, but, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's really, it's rewarding. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's the nicest slap on the back I've ever gotten. So uh, I read a good one that you're, when you were in nappies, you went along with your family to a prof- professional photographer and they stuck in a pair of boxing gloves before you could even walk or crawl. So well, probably, my, uh, my baby picture is, uh, is me. I was like hysterically crying and they threw a towel around my neck and a little pair of gloves and there were boxing gloves on my baby picture. Sweet. I'll, I'll, I'll screenshot it and send it to you, guys. Okay, I appreciate it.